Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. We got a fun waiver wire show today because we have a, a creative tactic that you could use. I mean, once a week, you're always looking for this guy. This, this this seems like the right time to roll this out as the primary objective of the week, which is get Roshan Johnson. I know, I know, I know, right? I know, 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 I know. This is the most snake bitten running back. In the NFL, this guy, I mean, he's he was at the Senior Bowl, had the best practice of anybody in any position, was completely dominant, and then come to find out he played half the practice with a broken hand and he couldn't finish, and he, that was the only time we ever saw him. But the NFL Network ran out, interviewed him in the middle of the field. Then he goes to the Bears. And they, they have very little competition for touches there. He's clearly the best all-around back. Clearly, then the incumbent gets hurt ahead of him. He's already surpassed Dante Foreman on the depth chart. And then, oh, concussion. And it's actually pretty serious. And even though he has 10 days to uh, clear, no, no, not cleared. But if Roshan Johnson practices at any point this week, you need to pick him up because they are playing the Raiders at home. This is if you're going to have a, a Bears running back in your lineup. This year, it's going to be Roshan Johnson against the Bears at home. He's currently more than 50% rostered across Yahoo, ESPN, all these leagues. So we're not tip, we're not supposed to talk about him. Like He's not qualified as a waiver wire pickup now. But you look in the box score, oh, it's Dante Foreman. The Bears are just, you know, lost without Justin Fields. It's now Tyson Badgett. Tyson Badgett also was the best quarterback at the Senior Bowl. So he's going to exceed expectations this week against the Raiders. So this is this is one of those plays where, yes, there are some exciting options that are sub-50% rostered around the league, but my number one priority heading into this week is watching to see who people drop Tuesday night, Wednesday, who gets dropped. Will Roshan Johnson get dropped? Scooping him up. And then see if he practices. Because it's not like there's a lot of locked-in starters that you're excited about on the waiver wire. That's not this week. Last week was actually more exciting. Some weeks before that, very exciting. Jerome Ford week was... Right? That's not this week. 
right? This week we're speculating on which of the 49ers running backs is going to get the first carry. Imagine if you knew that. Imagine if you knew that. Is it going to be is it going to be Jordan Mason? Is it going to be Elijah Mitchell? Who is it going to be? Right? So, I would uh, wait and see this week. Wait and see, wait and see. Hope Roshan Johnson gets dropped. If you have him, don't drop him. See if he practices. Man, if he doesn't practice this week, then we're talking close to 20 days out with a concussion. That is a very serious concussion, and that is just devastating. The most snake-bitten player in the NFL this year, this calendar year, 2023, hard to find a more snake-bitten running back or any position than Roshan Johnson, but it, it, it all... It all is solved in the rearview mirror, long forgotten. If he's healthy, active, starting against the Raiders at home, this is what we want. But also, I want San Francisco 49ers running backs. I do want them too, right? I do want them too, okay? The 49ers have a great running game, and they have a lot of positive game scripts. So whether it's Jordan Mason, whether it's Elijah Mitchell, you want these guys, even if even if Christian McCaffrey's questionable and he ends up trying to play, you want these guys, right? You want Mitchell. You want Mason. You should have been stashing them all along. They were top stashes on our fab guidance all year. Stash Mitchell and Mason. Mitchell slash Mason, top of the stash list because it's the 49ers. And by the way, patreon.com slash podfather, I publish the fab guidance every Tuesday morning with the exact percentages. So it's 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 the it's the supporting documentation for this show is on Patreon. Patreon.com slash podfather. That's how you support the show. Right? You want to support us? It's free content. Great. You're you're enjoying it. Fantastic. Uh, I give a lot of myself to these shows. Do a lot of research with Theo Greminger. A lot of people help me. It's not like I don't do all myself. Play I have a whole team at player profiler helping to make these decisions. It was a team of people that led us to tout <laughs> a running back named Demarcado last week. <laughs> that wasn't just me. That was a team of people. They're like, oh, these guys, these guys hot. We got to get him. Amari Demarcado, this is the guy to get. There's a team of people that, of, of the meeting of the minds. Oh, it's, 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 it's got to be Demarcado's job to lose. And he lost it. And he lost it. <laughs> so, it's... <laughs> We we win and lose together here at Player Profiler, uh, but you support us on Patreon. One of the great decisions to make all season is which of these two 49ers running backs going to get that first carry. I think it's going to be Elijah Mitchell. I'm just old. I'm a boomer. Not really, but I'm, a bo- I'm, a, I'm essentially a boomer. We're essentially everyone. By the if you're Gen X, you're a boomer. Right, we're boomers. Just deal with it. Deal with it. Because the millennials aren't even cool anymore. Right? Millennials are lame. So what do you think we are? Like we're like it's a no actually, right? It's a uh, some kind of a, like a loophole, right? It's it's the fine print. No, look at the fine print on the generations. No, 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 no. no. 1978 technically, technically <laughs> that's uh that's uh Gen X. Yeah, even I think 19, I think it goes back to the entire 70s is Gen X. I don't think you're a boomer unless you were born like in the 60s. We were we were but we were essentially born in the 60s. 
people. Just deal with it. If you're a Gen Xer, just deal with it. It, it doesn't exist. We're boomers. Okay? We're and what we do is we say crazy things, wild crazy things like, we need a guy to prove to us that he's good before we want to get excited about him. We're drafting a lot of David Montgomery and avoiding Jameer Gibbs. That's what we do, right? We're the old, you know, uh, grizzled veterans. We've seen some things, right? We've seen some things. That's why we're going David Montgomery. That's why we're going Kenneth Walker over Zach Charbonnet every time. So I'll take these, the guy that I've seen get rolled out as a starter and post 20-plus fantasy points on multiple occasions as the starting running back with explosiveness for the San Francisco 49ers. If they're both healthy, I'll take that guy over the new guy. But the new guy's not even electric. He's not that fast. He's not an exciting, target-commanding receiver. So if he's not running routes down the field as a receiver, if he's, if he's not commanding a significant target share in any game ever in his life, I'm not as excited, right? Elijah Mitchell's not even a great receiver. He should be. He profiles as, as a fantastic receiver. 200 pounds, explosiveness. That guy is usually a, a target commander, but even going back to his time in college, it wasn't there, right? Louisiana Tech, I got to go Elijah Mitchell. The, the coach touting Elijah Mitchell, touting him, the coach touting Elijah Mitchell after the game, talking how great he looked. It makes sense. He didn't get all the touches. He was getting you know ramped back up slowly. It all just makes sense. It all makes sense that it, this is what happens. every. Th this is Demarcado all over again, right? Where it's like, oh, well, Keontae Ingram, I haven't seen it. Right? I didn't, where's he been? He's been out. And then Keontae Ingram, the guy who is technically number two on the depth chart, comes back and then he's the starter. It's like, oh, what happened? Well, they, they didn't change the depth chart on the website, did they? No. So it's Elijah Mitchell. Until Jordan Mason has one of these performances where he commands, commands and demands the ball, the starting role, I'm going to lean Mitchell. But even if it is Mitchell, I still want Mason. Why do I want Mason? Because Mitchell and McCaffrey together are the most injury-prone one two running backs in the league and i'm not just that's not a narrative that's not oh injury prone is, is is fake no it's not we have the injury finder app it's in the app store we have all this data on injury histories to various body parts and bmi and workload projections and there's actually an algorithm at player profile that predicts injuries and there's no running back duo around the league with a higher injury probability than McCaffrey plus Mitchell. So that alone was the reason to be stashing Mason. So you have one of the best running games in the league plus a duo with a very high injury risk. I mean, it also makes sense. These are 200-pound running backs. 200-pound running backs are more likely to get injured and in get given carry or touch than 230-pound running backs. These are these are facts. This is not a narrative. This is not fake. This is this is facts. This is the opposite of fake. Facts are the opposite of fake. Although we have we have accused some analysts of fake facts. This is not a fake fact, it's a real fact. Then I'm sure you probably think that I'm gonna be touting Keontae Ingram or Zach Evans, but if you're on Patreon, you know, no, 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 no. No, no, no. Who's the running back we've been talking about? Show after show after show. You need to get your hands on, you need to stash him now, you can get him for nothing. You can pick him up, no fab money needed. Stash the hell out of this guy, and we'll get into it after this.
It has been two years since Josh Larkey paved the way for fantasy gamers to start expecting positive returns from Pick'em games, specifically underdog Pick'ems. And how do you do it? Well, you look at the slate and you find a great shootout or a sneaky shootout. You also look for a shit show game. Three, four, five, six guys in one game. That's right. You can do it. You can do it. And you can 100x your payout on underdog. Think about week one. Jets-Bills was a shit show. Did we see the Aaron Rodgers injury coming? No, but we knew the Jets have a good defense. We knew the Bills have a good defense. Why not expect the worst? And the worst is what we got. So if you had gone Dalvin Cook less than, Garrett Wilson less than, Aaron Rodgers less than, Josh Allen less than, Gabriel Davis less than, boom, 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 you can go six for six. Same thing in week two. Oh, week two. Oh, sneaky shootout there in Philadelphia. Minnesota's going to be in comeback mode, so we'll go Cousins, Jefferson, Hawkinson, more than, Madison, less than, but also Swift, more than. Boom, 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 boom. That's how you do it with the underdog pickums, and you use promo code UNDERWORLD to get a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. You put in $100, underdog matches that deposit up to 100 bucks with promo code UNDERWORLD. Go start picking. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. For a lot of the same reasons why you want 49ers running backs, you want Bills running backs. Damian Harris, sadly, was taken to the hospital. And Latavius Murray getting 10-plus touches. I know that, yes, James Cook looked good. But when you dig into the box score, you see, oh, lots of snaps for Latavius Murray. He's the clear-cut number two. His touch share is rising. And you just you want exposure to these top offenses. You want players on the Dolphins. That's why you just... You wanted to stash, get your hands on Jeff Wilson. Even if it takes like 10% of your budget, you just want Jeff Wilson. You just, you just you want Latavius Murray, right? Now, Zach Evans is going to be the starter. He's penciled in as a starter in, for the Rams. Even Ronnie, poor Ronnie Rivers. Like Ronnie Rivers is like, I got this. This is my time, right? Yeah. And no, no, no. So poor Ronnie, you know. Ronnie and, Ronnie and Roshan Johnson, they need to go uh, have a beer together. Zach Evans was a a top recruit, but a, an underwhelming talent in college. He's not good, but he is a starting running back. And starting running backs on you know below average offenses. The Rams are a below average offense. I know that Matthew Stafford's balling out, but this is this is a below average offensive line. It's a below average offense overall. Zach Evans not 
not even a Kyron Williams level talent. Kyron Williams is not even that talented. Kyron Williams runs a four seven. Kyron Williams is a guy that happens to be the starter. That's what that's what you're getting with Kyron Williams. He's doing great. I know. Yes, all the best to Kyron Williams. He's a sell in dynasty. Was a sell. Now too late. Right? You missed your window. Sell window was was gaping wide open for Kyron Williams. They're gonna draft a running back next year. He is an undersized satellite back that runs a four seven. Okay. Like he's 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 not Devin Singletary because Devin Singletary was an undersized satellite back that also didn't catch many passes. Kyron Williams is a much better receiver than Devin Singletary. Imagine if Devin Singletary were a better receiver. That's Kyron Williams. That's not bad. On a great offense, that's a player that could score a lot of fantasy points. He could he could help your team a lot. League winner, slow down. Right? Kyron Williams, league winner, slow down. Okay, and I know we got hurt. It's a moot point at this time, but Kyron Williams, especially had he come out of this game, this week six game healthy, I had already written down, before I found out about the injury, I wrote down, I have a piece of paper somewhere that said, sell high in Dynasty on Kyron Williams. There's a Kyron Williams sell high note somewhere in my house. Woof, right? You really really had to time that market just right if you had Kyron Williams in Dynasty. Most people did not. Zach Evans is going to step into that role. He's not going to be as good, but he's going to be good enough. He's going to give you, you know, 12 to 15 fantasy points if he starts. That's pretty good. So you got to you got to at least put, you know, 12% of your budget, 15, maybe 20 if you really need a running back. If you miss out on Mitchell Mason, then Zach Evans would be next. See, but my recommendation is and and this is the edge that we get every week on the waiver wire program is while everybody's running out to grab Evans and, and Craig Reynolds for that one to two weeks, I'm telling you, invest in the long run for your team, a long, the long-term investment in the, uh, the right player on the right team, a big running back that still has enough speed to be a primary back in the league, has receiving skills, is on a top offense, is Latavius Murray, right? These are the edges. Don't overspend on Zach Evans. Use that money instead, that fab budget instead on Latavius Murray. That's the the greatest edge that I see on the waiver wire this week is those of us that know Zach Evans is just a guy, know the Rams are a below average offense, and instead turning our attention to a Latavius Murray. The rest of the show <laughs> is not going to be as actionable as what I just said. That is the number one action item for this week on the waiver wire. Then after Zach Evans, it's Keontae Ingram. Keontae Ingram also on, a, on, a, on an even worse team than the Rams. There's a lot of touch competition. Now you've got Daryl Williams. Daryl Williams also getting ramped back up. He could easily, you could very easily see him out touching Keontae Ingram next week. You still have Amare DeMarcado out there. It's these, these three running backs. None of them are that impressive. The one guy that does have the all-purpose skill set, and some explosiveness is Keontae Ingram, so I do want him. I put like 10% of my budget down on him if I need a running back. Again, this is if I need to flex a running back or I need to start a running back this week. I'm not spending even that much, right, on anyone other than Latavius Murray. It's Mitchell, Mason, Murray, and then players like Evans, Keontae Ingram, Craig Reynolds. That's if you need them. If you don't need them, don't bother. Don't waste any money. But if you need a running back, like our fab guidance on patreon 
is assuming you need a running back. Like it says running back. The category is running back. That means you need a running back. You probably need to start a running back. So yeah, you want to spend eight to 10% of your budget on Craig Reynolds. I know Craig Reynolds has been a guy that we've been saying, hey, stash this guy. He's been he's been essentially a a a a discounted version of Latavius Murray. Imagine Latavius Murray, but not as good, right? He's worse in every way, much more of a guy. Not even replacement level, sub-replacement level. Craig Reynolds is only in the NFL right now because Dan Campbell likes him, right? He's a gamer, right? The, the Lions love his attitude. They decided to, to, to keep him over DeAndre Swift because of his attitude. And they're winning in spite of some of these moves. The Lions punted DeAndre Swift for day three picks, used a first-round pick on Jameer Gibbs, and used another first-round pick on a middle linebacker, and they're still destroying the NFC North. Imagine if they had just drafted Zay Flowers. <laughs> Christian Gonzalez and Zay Flowers were both there with those picks respectively. Imagine. Imagine what the Lions could be. But no, they have Craig Reynolds, a cardboard cutout, Running back, but he's 210 pounds. He can catch the ball. He can run between the tackles and has ball security. He has all those things that make him just good enough to be a primary back, and it's the right offense, right? If if this was not, if Craig Reynolds were on any other offense, I would not be even saying spend a dollar on him, but it is the Lions. But Jameer Gibbs is returning. And we, we saw the, there was a game where Jameer Gibbs came back. We thought, hey, this is going to be Gibbs and Reynolds, right? It's possible that Reynolds even take continues to, to, to wave that, that the, the grinder banner in Detroit and get more carries than Jameer Gibbs, even with David Montgomery out a few weeks back. That didn't happen. Remember, Gibbs hogged all the running back touches that week, the first week that David Montgomery missed. Now... Montgomery's going to be out again. Gibbs supposed to return from this hamstring injury, but there's no guarantee. So you're picking up Reynolds just in case Gibbs misses this next game and the hamstring injury lingers or he has a setback with a hamstring recovery. Then you're playing Reynolds. You're, you're flexing Reynolds as the starter for Detroit, which is a big deal. Great offensive line, right? That's what you want, right? So if I knew, if I knew Gibbs was not playing in week seven, I'd have Reynolds right there with Jordan Mason because these are similar players on similar elite offenses with elite offensive lines. But Gibbs is supposed to maybe probably play, but I don't trust him. I don't trust him. I don't trust that Gibbs is going to play. That's why I, I, I'm, I'm soaking up Craig Reynolds. And then uh, same principle that we talked about with Latavius Murray. You want Salvon Ahmed. It's the offense. You just want exposure to the Dolphins. This guy had like 11 touches on the Dolphins. It doesn't matter that he's slow, right? Jordan Mason, slow. Craig Reynolds, slow. Salvon Ahmed, slow. Don't care. Don't care. They're on the right offenses. Keontae Ingram's kind of a fun talent, right? Size adjusted athleticism. Receiving skills, the whole thing, but he's a cardinal. So it's like, eh, right? That's why they're about equivalent. When you're submitting your bids, it's like, what do you want? If you want to start a guy this week, if you need running back help, yeah, Ingram. But otherwise, if you don't, you'd much rather stash a guy like Salvon Ahmed. Just run the simulation in your head. Okay, most dirt goes down. What happens? 
how much would you want Ahmed? What do you think Ahmed's going to go for, right? Darrell Henderson goes down. How much is Keontae Ingram going to go for? Run the simulation. So I like Reynolds. I like Ahmed this week. All of them, I, if I need any kind of running back production, I'd put at least 5% on all those guys. Devin Singletary got a bunch of touches. Every week, it's like, is Devin Singletary going to get any touches or not? We don't know. Is he going to get 10 or 0? We don't know. It's either 10 or 0 for Devin Singletary. That's also an offense I like. So stashing Devin Singletary this week. You're always stashing Doddle. You're always stashing Kendra Miller, though Jamal Williams coming back. So it could be a lost season for Kendra Miller, unfortunately. I wish I wish he would be uh, more productive, more use. But when he gets out there, he's catching all the passes that are thrown his way. He's super efficient. So bright future for Kendra Miller. Tank Bigsby's a great stash. You see what Travis Etienne's doing. I think Travis Etienne's going to lead the league in rushing, and he's going to be the the running back that you should have been circling as we were in the fourth round, our hero RB. Everyone, I recorded a video of me coming out of a porta potty, and I said, Woo! I just drafted Jameer Gibbs over Travis Etienne. Woof. Right? That, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, you could, you could, it's on TikTok. At player profiler on TikTok. Swear to God, it happened. That's the thing, though. See, that's the thing. I know the toilet's flushing, but there was no flush. It was a porta potty. So there, it's just plop, 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 right? Plop, plop, plop. Everyone, let me know in the chat. Let me know in the comments. Did you draft Jameer Gibbs over Travis Etienne? Shame on you if you did. Shame on you. And what's crazy is that when when I send in that video, I was I was nervous that the social team was not going to post it because it was too crazy. <laughs> like it was such a wild, crazy take. These guys are like around difference. One guy's going a full 10 to 15 picks ahead of the other guy. That's a super hot take. Look at the ADPs. I remember not knowing if they were actually even going to post that video. Like it was too hot. <laughs> ETN is awesome. ETN is a stud. And props to Josh Larkey for calling ETN a, a league winner. Ooh, this is why we have the best in the business on the Mind of Mansion program. We're going to have Kyle Dvorak on the show later today. Six o'clock Eastern. We're going to have the Mind of Mansion show. I'm live for three shows today on YouTube, on Twitch even, and Facebook Live. Three shows. Did the Wake and Take celebrating the Quentin Johnston flameout? We have Waiver Wired celebrating or at least advocating for the aggressive acquisition of Latavius Murray. And then we have Mind of Mansion, where we're going to talk about a lot. We talk two hours plus of a discussion with Kyle Dvorak from Roto World, NBC Sports. Rashi Rice still not 50% owned yet in Yahoo Leagues. Embarrassing 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 i know he he's technically running fewer routes than sky Moore and marquez valdez scantling but it's he's incrementally every week getting a little bit more usage a little more usage a little bit more productive just giving you a touchdown one week a bunch of catches and yards another week he's in the teens every week oh i can't wait for he's 
very, very soon, Rashi Rice will crest 20 fantasy points in a week, and everyone's going to lose their mind. Josh Downs, also, got to get this guy. Why? Gardner Minshew. Right now, he didn't he didn't give you the, the big target share because it was a, a Michael Pittman week. Michael Pittman was the gravitational force, all-consuming, all the targets from Gardner Minshew. That's not going to be every week. So Michael Pittman, when he goes up against an alpha corner, those targets will be displaced. Like 55 pass attempts for Gardner Minshew. Those will be displaced. And the next guy that's going to command volume, because it's not going to be Alec Pierce. He's not a volume receiver. It is Josh Downs. Josh Downs, this is the time to get him while Gardner Minshew is is under center. He's just a good player, a consistent producer, just like Curtis Samuel. Good player, consistent producer. Curtis Samuel can help you. He can even get a touchdown rushing, right? He can even take it, take a jet sweep for a touchdown. That's the beauty. A lot of outs with Curtis Samuel. And we just keep talking about him every week. Curtis Samuel, Curtis Samuel, Curtis Samuel. You can stream him because no one respects him. So you can always just pick him up, play him, drop him, pick him up, play him, drop him. Now he has three touchdowns in three consecutive weeks. So eventually you're not going to be able to pick him up again. <laughs> just got to hold on to him. And the whole Curtis Samuel thesis, a lot of it was based on that Jahan Dotson's overrated. And then, oh, turns out Jahan Dotson, he's right there with Quinton Johnston. I think they were drafted in the same draft pick, same draft slot. It's a bad luck draft slot, man. It's the same draft slot as like uh, Josh Doxson. Right? It's, it's a bad draft slot. Oof. But, but, say Flowers. Next pick, right? So, oh, could go either way with that draft slot. Wandale Robinson. Wandale Robinson was like eight for eight last week. He is super efficient, commanded targets. Great matchup this week against Washington's got a great front seven. This is what you want. You want a team that has quality receivers. Washington has quality receivers. McLaurin, Samuel, Antonio Gibson, if they'd ever use him, and a great front seven. So if you have a team that can score points with a great front seven, in a weak secondary, everything lines up for the receiver and the quarterback streaming that week. So this is the week to stream Daniel Jones. He's a, he's available on waiver wires. This would be the week to play Daniel Jones if he's healthy. If he's not healthy, I don't care, right? So if Daniel Jones plays, I think he's an interesting streamer. I think Wandale Robinson's a great streamer because Wandale Robinson's good. Wandale Robinson scored incredibly well in the Breakout Finder app. Looking at all the college data, he was a, he was a total target hog in college. It's hard to find a college receiver that's going to command like 150 targets in a season. He also played quarterback in college at times. He's a phenomenal athlete, has, you know, reminiscent of like a Julian Edelman. So Wandale Robinson's very intriguing. Remember the Giants drafted him over George Pickens? Woof, right? That was still always will be a mistake. But Wandale Robinson, he's, uh, I think, the best Giant receiver to play. And if you're going to play Giants receivers, this would be the week against Washington. Jalen Hyatt, same thing. I prefer Wandale Robinson over Jalen Hyatt. So we have interesting decisions on particular teams. Running backs on 49ers. Uh, Elijah Mitchell. Wide receivers on the Giants. Uh, Wandale Robinson. Right? But Hyatt, his snaps, his routes keep going up every week. Just remember, Jalen Hyatt's not good. Okay? Jalen Hyatt, not good. Not good. Third round pick, second round pick difference. But just in terms of ability... As a target commander, Wandale Robinson is a just a better football player overall than Jalen Hyatt. For that reason, I prefer Robinson this week from streaming Giants receivers. I can't talk about Michael Wilson every single week. He's not a guy you can trust because they have a bunch of good receivers, multiple tight ends on Arizona. 
They don't have good quarterback play. They, they often don't score any points. You know, you're going to be you know, sometimes just streaming, you know, a, a flex, you know, deep flex. Sometimes some of these leagues start three, sometimes four flex positions in some of these super deep leagues. Then a guy like Michael Wilson's interesting because he can go out there and he can give you seven catches for 70 yards, right? Give you a 14-point performance. And then the next week, three. But it, his role will coalesce. And I believe he will be the alpha receiver in Arizona by the time Kyler Murray returns to, and that's that's really if you're especially if a, a deep bench, if you're going to stash a receiver, you're going to stash any receiver. It's got to be Michael Wilson. Jaden Reed's another great stash. They come out of the bye. He's been dropped in half the leagues where Jaden Reed was rostered. He was dropped, so you can just pick him up for nothing. You don't need to spend any any fab on Jaden Reed. He is arguably the best receiver on the Packers. I don't think it's a certainty that Christian Watson, because Christian Watson had a great month of football last year. He had one month. It's great. Month of November, Christian Watson was awesome. Jaden Reed is awesome. Jaden Reed was great throughout his college career, even going back to all the way back when he was a freshman at Michigan State. He had an early breakout age. He's been flashing splash plays. He's better than Romeo Dobbs. Romeo Dobbs is getting exposed. I thought it was so hilarious, the, the touting of Romeo Dobbs. I'm like, let me get this straight. Guy runs sloppy routes, has sloppy hands, and he has a quarterback with the worst ball placement in the league of all the starting quarterbacks. I mean, Josh Dobbs has better ball placement on any given throw than Jordan Love. And you're going to go pick up that guy, right? If you're going to pick up anybody behind Christian Watson in Green Bay, it's going to be Luke Musgrave or Jaden Reed. Both those guys deserve to be stashed in deeper leagues. Other stashes, Rashid Shahid. I don't love Rashid Shahid. I know he had the touchdown. I know he produced, but Derek Carr is not right. Derek Carr has been targeting running backs and tight ends at a much higher rate than the average NFL quarterback, and he's been much more efficient targeting you know, in the shorter to intermediate quadrants of the field. He does not have the arm strength with this sprained AC joint to really push the ball downfield with any kind of efficiency until Derek Carr looks 100%. I'm not going to be uh, you know, running out to pick up Rashid Shahid. Darnell Mooney is a stash that you don't need to worry about until Justin Fields returns. Marvin Mims is a stash. Trey Palmer is a stash. These rookie wide receivers that have flashed and have speed, but you'd never start them. And, but if injuries happen ahead of them in the depth chart, then they become very exciting. Quarterbacks. Every week, Sam Howell. Right? Every week, it's Curtis Samuel. Every, you know... Stream Curtis Samuel, stash Michael Wilson, stream Sam Howell. He's good Kenny Pickett, and it's, it's you know, he's Giants, it's just a super solid matchup again, but it doesn't matter. It, it, the matchup doesn't matter with Sam Howell. The reason he's so phenomenal, he's like QB 13 this year, is for the reason I talked about earlier, that they allow a lot of points because their secondary is bad. And that is the and and he has quality wide receivers. So if you have a quality receiving core and your own defensive backs are say bottom five in the league, then you know other teams are going to be able to throw the ball against you and not necessarily milk the clock. So you'll have a lot of clock to play with. You'll be playing from behind with time on the clock. With great receivers. So this is Sam Howell's been playing from behind a lot with great receivers. This is why he's such a great streamer. 
and that he can run around, make plays. He's what we wanted, what we wanted Baker Mayfield to be years and years ago. And at tight end, of course, you, you, I'm, I'm, you know, you know who you're picking up, right? If anybody needs it, this is the week. This was the week. This was a big, this is the week to pick up a tight end on the waiver wire. This is it. Michael Mayer. I'm point, I know I'm point chasing, right? I know. I know. I'm point chasing. But this is Mr. Football. This is Notre Dame, Mr. Football. They have two solid receivers, one great receiver, one super underrated receiver in Las Vegas, Devontae Adams, Jacoby Myers, a carousel of backup quarterbacks coming. Now, Jimmy Garoppolo, we we knew that that it was only a matter of time before he would go out with uh, some kind of back problem, foot problem, leg problem, shoulder problem, neck problem, head problem, something, right? Definitely not a penis problem. That's the one body part we know with Jimmy Garoppolo. He's got that locked, right? He might have, you know, he's got, he's very weak, right? Very susceptible to injury and and around fingers, toes, everything, everything except the penis. Penis, he's got, you can't, you, you, you know, you're, you're, if you're betting on Jimmy Garoppolo's penis, you're going to win, right? If you're betting on any other body part to stay intact, you're going to lose. Okay. But that said, who do these young and experienced quarterbacks, who are they going to throw the ball to? Who's Brian Hoyer going to throw the ball to? Who's Aiden O'Connell going to throw the ball to? They're unfortunately not as much Devontae Adams as we would like, but they're going to throw the ball to their possession receiver who's always open underneath and Jacoby Myers, and they're going to look for the tight end. And they finally, I mean, why these coaches? Why? Why? They had, it's indefensible. That you would go the entire, you know, you have all, you, you have the tape of Michael Mayer putting up like a 30% target share at Notre Dame, right? They have quality receivers at Notre Dame. They recruit receivers at Notre Dame that are good. Doesn't matter. Who is getting the targets at Notre Dame? Michael Mayer, right? And then you have mini camp, training camp, preseason to evaluate. And you're trying ostensibly to win games. And you're <laughs> going to start Austin Hooper? And you're not going to give Michael Mayer significant snaps and reps until week five, week six. That's all you would need. Like the, if you if you were building a, a a dossier to go in to fire Josh McDaniels, it would be that would be it. You'd be like, hey man, you know this Michael Mayer usage is indefensible. What do you have to say for yourself? And he'd be like, I don't, I don't know. You're right. I, you know, I screwed up. I don't know why. But why though? Like that is the question. Why? Why did it take so long? What conversation did Austin Hooper have with Josh McDaniels? It was like, hey, yeah, it's going to be you. You're our guy. Yeah, we drafted this other guy who's awesome and way better than you in every way. But we're going to go with you instead. How? Like, it doesn't make sense. But now we've seen he's real. Yes, it's point chasing. He's not going to give you, he's not going to be the receiving leader every week. But I believe Michael Mayer will produce... Not at Sam Laporta levels, not even at Luke Musgrave levels, but at, at at a reasonable level. There's so little production we're getting now from tight ends that you know there's going to be teams out there that if you need, if if you've been desperate and you've been streaming Logan Thomas every week, my recommendation is put at least five percent of your Fab Bunny down on Michael Mayer.
This is the opposite of fake. Facts are the opposite of fake. A waiver wire is here. Commands and demands. The ball.